Hey guys, it's Dennis here with Revog Games. I'm joined by Joshua Vayers, all the way in South Africa. And this is our weekly games podcast, talking about the latest uh, game news, releases, speculation, rumors, all that good stuff. So um, today is actually uh, either by the time you're watching this or by the time we put this out, Elden Ring will have come out. Um, mm -hmm. That's our big first topic, Elden Ring launches tonight at uh, midnight um which for you is actually not that far away it's only a few hours right yeah, an hour hour and a half from now yeah. man i'm i'm literally going to be playing that game so because, i woke up i woke up late today with that in mind cuz i know i'm going to be up late playing this game because you live in the future so you'll be able to play yeah. play it before for us I'm sure, um, I'm sure new zealand is already playing it as we're yeah. speaking you know yeah. um but you know they they the embargo for the reviews released a couple days ago and yeah all super positive not just super positive but like one of the best reviewed games of all time positive yeah like a lot of tens you know a few nines i, I haven't seen anywhere where anyone like blasted it or anything like that but it's it's like i was gonna say because usually it's, it's it's rare i think the last game we got like that be honest was god of war mm -hmm. i know the last of us part two was a great game but like some it was divisive it yeah. Well. yeah it was like like it's so yeah i'd say this is the first game since god of war that we've gotten a game that's just gotten perfect reviews you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah so um people are throwing out words like masterpiece uh they're com comparing to uh breath of the wild uh you know i think GameSpot called it death of the wild not to say that breath of the yeah. wild was bad but that it was like a darker version and a lot about it's, pushing the genre forward it's interesting because i i watched i've been watching a lot of videos about this ever since the mm -hmm. junket um or the um the embargo came mm -hmm. out uh i've been watching a lot about it and the best way to explain it is is that essentially you have this open you have the, the open world but the developers that have been making like they've been they've made dark souls right it's always been a very like linear type game where you mm -hmm. go down a certain path which unlocks a shortcut from a certain other area. As you play the game more, you kind of open up the map more and open up the way you can walk around more. Um, whereas with this game, it's a big open world game. It isn't linear, but supposedly the big areas in the game, like the like the cathedrals and like the bigger like story locations, those do still work the same way as an old Dark Souls mm -hmm. Dark Souls game, where it is like linear progression within the dungeon opening up paths, opening up shortcuts so that you can go back to the beginning easier and redoing certain things. Um, but, so I thought that was very interesting. They found out, they literally, they literally took Dark Souls and just made it open world, you know what I yes. mean? But like still holding on to Dark Souls, changing a couple, changing a few things. Obviously they had to change a few things. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad that the embargo came out before the time because there's been breakdown videos of the class systems so that I can spend less time because with these kinds of games, I always spend mm -hmm. like an hour like looking at the classes, and there's always so many, and I never know which one to choose. And with with these types of games, though, it's very important that everybody knows that the class you choose is only important in the beginning, because you can build your character to play however you want to play it. The, your class only defines your start to the game or mm -hmm. the boost that you need to put to the certain playstyle you want, mm -hmm. um, which I think is also why I could be wrong, but I think they have a class which is like called the peasant or something, which is just like for people that want to have a really hard time playing the game. <laughs> yeah. There's no bonus stats at all. It's like, yeah, yeah, you can play the game with like... Because Dark Souls has done that as well, where it's like uh -huh. it always has a class that has no 
just no stats and it's like you want to grind from nothing here you go here's a here's a naked man with no weapons or something you know what i mean mm -hmm. um so you get to ex you get that excitement about it too uh the yeah the, like i said the most important thing with your class really is the starting weapon it gives you i think so like whatever like weapon you might want to start with but towards the end game it doesn't really matter too much your class because you'll have built your stats in a certain way or built your character and how you how you want it to go like even if you picked whatever mm -hmm. Let's say a magic class, but you can go, you know, damage and strength if you want to. Um, doesn't prevent you from doing doing that. And I heard there's a lot of different spells, a lot of different weapons, and so there's just a plethora of stuff. Um, to me, the most exciting thing is that supposedly the open world is 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 quite vast and detailed. Yeah, it, and it is. It is. It's it, very like not whimsical like there's i wish there's like a there's got to be another word for like a darker version of whimsical you mm -hmm. know what i mean like very like it, yeah it, ha it does have that gothic feeling that most dark souls games has as well but like it almost has this air of like fantasy which i mean yes it's a yeah. fantasy game but like like i think of like 80s fantasy movies where there's that weird like vignette you know what i mean where things kind of look a bit blurry but they're not mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know how to explain it um i was watching a lot of playthroughs about this because i think pewdiepie he uh, got the game early, or I'm guessing mm -hmm. with his, the way the embargo worked or whatever, certain um, influencers must have been able to play it early because he put out a gameplay uh, video like yesterday already. Mm. Um, only 15 minutes long. It was mainly for like an ad spot. Uh, but I was watching, I could, I literally couldn't watch it because I realized I was like, there's so many little, like, there's so many things in this game that you want to find on your own. You don't want it to be spoiled mm. for you. Like there was this like he like he bumped into this one random mob and I saw it like do something goofy and I was mm -hmm. like God I wish I didn't see that because mm -hmm. if I saw that in the game myself I would have loved it more mm -hmm. so it does seem like the game's gonna not just like it has any approach to it like you can right off the bat do whatever you want to do but I believe there is like some kind of path you can follow if you want to but you don't have to follow the mm -hmm. path you can kind of go your own way you know you can play you can literally play your own way like where it, it is similar to Skyrim in that regard where it's where it's like Right off the bat, when you play Skyrim, you don't have to go and kill the dragon. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You don't have to go and do that, right? I mean, you should because that's how you become the dragonborn and get those abilities. But you could play the whole game without, like, doing that. You know what I mean? And just go raid dungeons and stuff. So it, this game has that approach as well where you can kind of do whatever you want. Go about your own ways. You know, maybe you'll be able to find, like, a way to skip a certain, like, early stage because you found a different path or something. So it has, like, a, a good sense of exploration as well. Um yeah it's i'm looking forward to playing it a lot actually uh from what i heard though is that speaking of paths like on the map you have to like really study it and and they do have markers for stuff but i from what i heard there's no like actual pathways there aren't oh, like yeah. any like on like you have to go there's, there's basically no, go like, find it yourself no, or yeah, go you no go journal. the way that you yeah there's, there's so you like that that is the one critique i have heard which is like because the game is so big and vast you can play a certain quest line that you may have stumbled across and then do it halfway and come back to it later and have no idea what it's about because there's no there's no like there's no way to check you know mm -hmm. what i mean like what it is that you, like what it is that you've done i, I believe from um yeah yeah from i don't think it's journals and there's no like used. yeah there's no like pathway points to to quests and yeah. whatnot you just pretty much go find it on your own 
yeah so navigate on your own for you to like it's very easy for you to stumble across a place you've already been to and over already cleared out but mm -hmm. without remembering you know what i mean because there's nothing mm -hmm. to like help you remember so i i like that in games i think it's like i think it's a bit of a hurdle for some people to get over that mm -hmm. like i know assassin's creed uh, the most recent Assassin's Creed games have had that option where it's like you can choose a very linear experience where it's mm -hmm. like there will always be an icon for you to walk towards or you can choose to figure it out on your own. And um, I I played both ways and I enjoy figuring it out on mm -hmm. my own, which is why I know I'm going to enjoy playing this where I'm just going to like I'm going to stick to the storyline in the beginning, like just to get my bearing. But once I got my bearing, I'm going to I'm going to if I'm if I see a pretty mountain, I'm going to run towards it. You know, I'm going to go do my thing like I'm a free man, you know. Yeah, um, the one I haven't played it yet, and like you know, we're all highly anticipating it. it's probably going to be great. Besides the journal thing, which supposedly it was like a creative decision not to to have mm -hmm. that, um, but the one thing I can critique from just watching it is, and don't get me wrong, the production design in terms of the the characters and the creatures and all that stuff look great. But the actual graphics themselves, like the models and the animation, are they're not like AAA. You know what I'm saying? Like if you watch it's, it, it's very Dark Souls three. Yeah, which isn't is is a pretty old game and like it's not bad. No, it's no, no, it's not a bad graphics, game. but it's not like you're not yeah. you're not gonna compare the graphics to like Horizon Forbidden West or oh, yeah, it, it, you know, it doesn't look real at all. But that's what that's what I mean. It has more like a fantasy like this fantasy feeling or like fantastical might be a better word mm -hmm. kind of like how they pulled it off in ghost of tsushima where it's like almost like a surreal experience where it's like it looks prettier than what it would in real life or like they went into a certain art style more that's why it's like i don't get like a, a i wouldn't say maybe a blurry effect was a bad choice earlier but there's like a certain vignette that they put with it because they know the graphics aren't like you know the greatest thing but th but you're not going to play this game for the graphics you're no no it's fine it's Purely, fine i'm just it's, it's a minor more, more. critique you know just yeah. watching from the the reviews is like okay this doesn't scream like next gen or whatever but I, like i said the creature designs the 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 like not the animation the, yeah. the 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 variety of different um attacks and combats looks looks great i'm just you know i'm purely spec uh, saying this on like if you see like the cloth and the hair and you know it's like moving in pieces instead of a fluid and know. it's also very like flowy like i'm literally looking at it now like mm. i'm not gonna lie the horse they could have put more physics in the horse's tail but um yeah it's yeah, not it's not red dead redemption yeah. 2 it's not ghost of shima it's not uh, mean, yeah. horizon forbidden but west I, I think they did a I would say they kind of went with a good choice with the physics and animations because it like plays into the style as well of mm -hmm. it. The, like when the characters like walk and run, like their their hair like has it obeys a whole different law to gravity. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like it kind of floats for a bit before like falling down or whatever. And I think that kind of plays into the the feeling of the game, which is what I like. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I mean, Man, the, you know, that's just an a hour minor and a half from now. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as we're done with this uh, recording this podcast, you can hop on and we'll we'll do a first Damn, impressions uh, video tomorrow. See how many hours you get in. See how many hours I get in, and see. I'm pretty sure it won't be that. Uh, you'll probably be a lot further than than me, because um, yeah. I'll probably get a few hours in, maybe two or three hours. But you'll probably be way way ahead. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, this is one of the most anticipated games of the year. It looks like it's one of the most high. It's funny just to have this back-to-back with uh, Horizon Forbidden West, which is also being talked about as a game of the year contenders. You have two game of the year mm-hmm. contenders coming out in February, oh, like a week apart from each other, you know? Um, you know, February is not known for a, a, a big video game month, you know? It's, it's actually yeah. not really known as a big entertainment month like movies don't really release in february like big movies don't it's release in february dead for ad revenue for youtube usually like january february most youtubers yeah. they don't get any like that's like when ads are down the most and stuff yeah so, so. so next month is a pretty big month for game like there's two pretty big games coming out next month if i remember i think ghostwire was one of them mm-hmm. um but yeah next month's a big month too so it could have been maybe a smart a choice to like there's more big games coming out next month, if that makes sense. I would have rather have released it in this. Mm-hmm. I would rather have released closer to Horizon Zero Dawn than to other like to two or three other big AAA games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was. A, I think it was a smart choice. I, I, I think it it was the delays. Remember, Horizon Forbidden West was supposed oh, yeah. to come out uh, in in 2021 at the end. It was supposed, like kind of supposed to be like a Christmas thing. Yes. You know what I mean, got delayed, yeah, and ho- you know, uh, Elden Ring has been delayed as well several times if i'm not mistaken um so it's not i don't think they ever planned like hey we, this is february is the month we're gonna launch it's just like oh man we we keep pushing it back so we might as well release it you know and sometimes it's good releasing it in a window uh where there's not much around uh, the only problem is now you had two that got delayed that ended up releasing so close together but uh yeah uh I had just okay. I had just finished. Uh, I had, I talked about this before. I just finished the Ghost of Tsushima Iki Island um, the DLC. DLC, and then so I started. I just kind of loaded up because you know people told me play Horizon Zero Dawn before you play Forbidden West. So I started that up, but the problem is I only put like an hour into it, and now Elden Ring is going to drop tonight. So well, true. Well, how did you feel about the first hour of Horizon, though? Uh, it was it, cool. It's a good I, setup. It's, it's good. Yeah. Um, it's funny how big Aloy's head is when she's a child. Yeah. <laughs> when she grows up, it's true. fine, but she's got this big melon on her. Actually, when I she's completely a forgot about that. Yeah. No, I I remember having a reaction very similar. Man, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I, guess I mean, it's cool. Were, it's a cool concept, were, you know? I think they were worried about resemblance. They were like, we need people to know that this is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, at first, before, when you start the game, you're like, is this God of War? Because <laughs> it's like in the snow. And then, um, mm-hmm. what's his name? Roost comes out. You know, he's got the, the Viking-like uh, war paint or whatever. And mm-hmm. looks, you're like, is this some sort of Valhalla slash God of War type of game and then all of a sudden like there's you know mechanical dinosaurs running around like okay that's that's not it but you know what i mean um, i can't wait for you to get to the um i forget what they're called in game i could be wrong i think they're the arcs or whatever but there's like five of them mm-hmm. they're kind of like dungeons and every time you clear them you actually like upgrade your cybernetic abilities or mm-hmm. well i it's something you have you upgrade something else but i'm not going to say what it is yet okay but yeah you upgrade a certain thing and you kind of like which uh, allows you to like hack more things and do more things and get more uh-huh. powerful as it goes on. And they're cool little dungeons and as well. I like that. I think yeah. 
you'll find those. Yeah, I, I just can't wait for you because the story is very rewarding in that game. Okay. The gameplay is rewarding. The game mechanics are rewarding because of the way the element system works. But more than that, for me, the reason why I highly rate that game is because of the story. Okay. Like, I feel like I would have enjoyed that even as a book, to be honest. It didn't mm -hmm. even have to be a game. It could have been a book and I would have read the crap out of it. So to, to kind of wrap up the Elden Ring conversation... Uh, oh, I, I got a couple the, the, more things to say about okay. it. If that's okay, right. let, let me will, talk about yeah. something that's related to this. So I want to, you know, finish or, you know, play Horizon Zero Dawn and then Forbidden West. The problem, Elden Ring is not like some small game. This oh, is like no, an 80-hour game. There's people who haven't beaten it yet and they have put like 60 hours into it. And they said like if you actually want to do everything, it's probably over 100, like 110, mm. 120 um, they said if you go, if you beeline just the main story, 60 hours. But if you want to do some side quest mixed with, you know, the main, I mean, eight hours is a long time. It's going to be a while before I finish that. I was going to say with your, um, <laughs> with, 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 your, with the amount of time you have to game, Dennis, you'll finish this by 2023, you know? Yeah. I mean, look how long it well, took me to finish I, I, Cyberpunk 2077. Exactly. I was like, that that'll be our uh, our spoiler review will be no any yeah. year from now. Look but to be to be fair, Cyberpunk, I was like playing it for a little while, and then I'd stop for a long time, like the the middle two, three section months of or Cyberpunk is. But it's also like that, like you. I think we've said it before. A lot yeah. of people have said it. That middle chunk of Cyberpunk, it's it's kind of kind repetitive. Of repetitive yeah. Like, it doesn't have like a lot of. It doesn't keep you too invested. The beginning yeah. half of that of that game and the end half of that game are yeah. gold. Yeah. Um. In the 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 middle half, like the only way I got through it was by doing a lot of really obscure side quests to, to yeah. keep me interested. You know what I mean? So, but from what I heard from Elden Ring is that it's it's interesting all the way through. Like everywhere you go, is great. You know, and everywhere yeah. you go has a purpose and, and whatnot. So I was gonna add on to that because it's that's the thing they kind of took from Legend of Zelda. Mm -hmm. which a lot of games I see in the future are going to use this as a thing where it's like Legend of Zelda had this aspect where it's like if you if you saw something like you're you're in a big open world area I mean a lot of open world games have this but it's one of those things where if you see like you there's like a, like an encampment of um like goblins or whatever you can go mm -hmm. up to that go go do go clear it get some like loot out of it mm -hmm. whatever uh, there's always these areas you can go to and do that and Elden Ring has it similar where it's like if you see like if you see an like, encampment of some of people or something you can go there you can kill them all, or you can sneak around. You can find something. Maybe there's treasure for you. Maybe there's an item you could use. You know, or like uh, things like that. So they took the they took that idea of it uh, of it as well, which is what I like. And the same with Breath of the Wild, where Breath of the Wild has these dungeons uh, that you go to, and they're really cool to find. But once you find them, you know you're going to do a puzzle because every dungeon has a puzzle. But with this, when you find a dungeon, you don't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. uh, but the the reason why I think this game being so big and large is important is because I've seen two reviewers who have had the embargo for this already say that when you get stuck in this game, you can easily just go somewhere else and do something else. Until you know what I mean? Like whereas with Dark Souls, you can get stuck with the you can get hard stuck with a boss. Mm -hmm. Like with linear games, if you can't get past a boss, that's it. Yeah, you gotta yeah. sit you gotta you gotta beat the boss. It's the only way you're gonna continue this linear path. But with um yeah, with Elden Ring, it's like you meet a boss, you get smashed by him, you're you're either under-leveled or you're just not doing a good job. It's one of those things where you can just come back to him later, go get some gear somewhere else on the other side of the map, you know? Mm -hmm. There's always something that, like, pulls you in. You'll never, ever um, feel bored, you know what I mean? And it, 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 a lot of people are saying that, like, there's less open-world fatigue, mm -hmm. which is something that I've only ever... I never experienced it, but there's only been one game that I've experienced open-world fatigue in. 
and that was in Assassin's Creed Odyssey because it was just too big and there was just too much um, to do. And mm -hmm. it was just like, it just sent me, uh, it, it, I didn't have like a sense of purpose when I was playing that game, which is why I think Val, um, the um, Valhalla? Val, Valhalla was a good change of pace when they made, they're like, hey, here's your home base. You mm -hmm. can upgrade your, it's a place for you to come back to. And the open world was, wasn't as big. Like Assassin's Creed Odyssey is huge. It is yeah, like the, the map, map is, is huge. Yeah. It is huge. Like in comparison with Valhalla, you have a much smaller map because you have England, and then you have um, Asgard, which is a fictional. Like that's a different. Like you're not gonna. It's not open world. Like they're different. They're, there's like three open world areas in Valhalla, and they're a bit smaller. So they were smart about that. But yeah, so open world fatigue is a thing. I've only ever experienced it once. I've never experienced it in any other game. Mm -hmm. um, but people are saying that they don't get it in this. Because there's just always something to do. And like I said, the whole reason I stopped watching playthroughs of this game is because there's so many, like, there's so much, like, things out there that are so, mm. like, odd because they came from the brain of uh, George R. R. Martin. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's walking pots. You know, there's just, like, like giant walking the, the pots. The bosses look awesome, man. The bosses like, all the all awesome. the gra All the video footage I've seen of the bosses, they look fantastic. And they all do look, different, different combat. Um, the, attacks uh, the guy's name again it's not is it it's not miyazaki <laughs> i know it's similar to that yeah um but yeah the, the the game director the guy who has been making dark souls his whole life that's the one thing that they've always nailed is they've always made very cool looking bosses mm -hmm. especially to the towards the end of dark souls there's been some like really obscure interesting looking bosses and i love that they're gonna that's in this game as well mm -hmm. uh the game eases you into the 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 combat some people are saying mm -hmm. the game is difficult even for like even though they knew it was going to be difficult they were surprised by the difficulty and then some people are saying that it's like too easy but i feel like maybe that's just because they're in the beginning of the game and the game is kind of supposed to be easier in the beginning to be less yes to like, get well, you to into more, it to be more forgiving and they said the biggest, yeah they said the, the... dark souls and bloodborne is that you die like like the game is unforgiving from the mm -hmm. get-go the minute you're in that game yeah that doesn't hold your hand with this at least there's a bit of hand holding in the beginning to like ease you into it at least until you get to the open world aspect i think yeah it is hedetake miyazaki it is miyazaki okay. yeah yeah um yeah. but uh speaking of what you're talking about the the thing that reviews were saying were was that there is no um there's no scaling there's no level scaling so there's an area that the bosses or just the the enemies are a uh, high level. That's it. You just, you, you've got to go do something else and come back later. Exactly. They're not yeah. going to scale to I'm, you. Yeah. Th but that's the beauty of it too, is like, that means you can always, if you want the challenge, you can go for it. You know what I mean? Hmm. That's the, uh, that's the beauty of it where it's like, you're going to, you're obviously going to bump into bosses where that are, you're not supposed to bump into yet. And you're going to like, I mean, I know what I'm going to do is cause I love grinding. I love grinding in games it's the grinding getting loot getting stronger mm -hmm. so i would just go somewhere else get stronger come back and whip yeah. that guy's ass yeah. but i also know many people that would be like no i'm gonna beat this boss even though i'm severely under leveled and they're gonna sit there dodge rolling sneaking parrying mm -hmm. doing whatever they can to turn like what's probably like a like a 15 minute boss battle into like a two hour grind where they're just like holding on for you but people some people love that you know what i mean and I, that's what i think is this game has something for everyone except for the casual gamer this game is not for casual gamers mm. at all but it has everything 
for any type of hardcore gamer, whether you're a mm -hmm. fan of Souls-like games or not. You know what I mean? But isn't there an easy mode? From what I heard, there is an easy mode. I there, think there is an easy mode. There's a whole Souls this whole controversy because the we actually we don't even have this on the rundown, but I, I can bring it up now because it's related. Is uh, you remember we talked about how hard Sifu was, and yeah. and apparently they they've added like an easy mode. They actually added a harder mode, like even harder than the the regular mode, which is already pretty hard. Um, but they've added an easy mode, and some fans have have kind of gone in an uproar. I'm like, why? You can still play the. No one's yeah. forcing you to play the easy mode. You play the normal they mode. Couldn't get to the, uh, they couldn't get to the true ending, because to get to the true ending of Sifu, you have to not die once. You have to finish the entire game, in once. Like like that's the, to get the true ending mm -hmm. of Sifu, you have to not die once, and that is a that's a challenge from what I've been looking at just yeah. from uh, content videos. So I can see that as well, but like, yeah, look, it's one of those things where like Sifu's a new IP as well. They can do that. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't think people are going to complain. Like, I just don't know. No one's going to buy Elden Ring and play it on easy. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I guess some people will because they're interested in the lore and yeah. the world. But most people, like 90% of people buying this game are going to play it on this, like just the normal difficulty or a higher difficulty. Because I, I, I had a feeling this game had an easy mode because I watched, like I said, I've watched a few uh, people play the game already. Mm -hmm. And the one person I played, I'm, the one person I watched, I'm not pointing out any names, was just breezing through some of these people. And I think it's, I think they, maybe the people, maybe I think the game's the same, but either you get a damage buff where you damage them more or they have like, or it's a health drop like debuff where they have less health or something. Um, Cause he was like killing people in two hits. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or it could yeah. be one of those things where, because remember the enemies don't scale. So it could be like, Oh, you're just way too powerful now. And you're going yeah. back to like a section that oh, they were in the not... beginning of the game, like, oh, okay. still in the beginning of the game, but they just ran through the beginning of the game quicker than other people I saw. Mm. Um, but I mean, each to their own. There's, there's once again, there is absolutely nothing wrong with playing games on easy mode. I want to no. point that out. No one, no one should feel any shame for ever playing a game on easy mode because games are meant to be enjoyed by everybody. Yeah. That's the point, and that's also what the game developers want. Game developers don't want a game like that. Was the biggest problem with Dark Souls in the first place was they eventually created like a name for themselves as the hardest game, you know, and. They were selling well and there was a market for that, but they also know that they're missing out on a larger market because people of a lot of people who are like, I don't want to play the world's most difficult game. I no. want to play a game that's going to make me wind down or like, you know, focus about something else. So I I, I do think that the, this, is, this is the kind of game where like it's it's good to like bring new people into the genre. You know what I mean? Yeah. Though I do think the best game that did that was uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Cause that was yeah, I mean, I think that was that was the best game to bring new people into that kind of genre. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not like it's not a, a very by heart souls like game, but it has many elements of a souls like game. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. All right. Um, all right. Let's move on to the next topic. Is wait, why do I have this one up? Oh, oh that's weird. Um, I, I think it just jumped. Uh, PlayStation VR two. Yeah, uh, actually, didn't talk to you too much about this in person because I figured we save it for the podcast. But do you think they'll get any? I know it doesn't look like the Quest because it has the uh, Halo yeah. strap, and they patented that design. Which I'm wondering how third-party people are able to do their own uh, Halo strap because I'm, no, I'm, I'm that, I don't think it's the Halo strap. I think it's the crown that they have patented. Like so, yeah. like the Oculus Quest 
too. Like you can buy like uh, what I had the elite strap, which is basically a halo strap. The Oculus Rift had a halo strap. I think what they patent is the kind of crown. Oh, no, the, the, those I got the um, I got the elite strap too. It's not it's not a, a halo strap. The halo straps are specifically like a cr it sits on you like a crown. Oh, so okay. there's no like there's no sideways stuff like as you can see here on like if we're uh -huh. looking at the headset right now you see how there's no nothing connecting it on the sides it's all just like resting on your head mm -hmm. like it's hanging in front of your face essentially there mm -hmm. are actually um there's two really good headset straps that you can get for the quest 2 which i'm actually looking into mm -hmm. i know i bought the elite strap and it seems like a, a waste but uh from what i've looked at there is one i forget the name of it but it's it's it sits exactly like this it's a mm -hmm. crown it sits on your head and essentially it leva levitates the the the, the yeah. oculus in front of uh -huh. your face rather than having it smushed against your face uh -huh. or whatever uh which in my is in my opinion is the most comfortable way it's just uh sony like they kind of like had a patent on that uh -huh. i think for a while which is why um oculus and other companies aren't doing it it's like third-party companies are doing halo um straps yeah but yeah uh, it, it, it doesn't look a lot like the quest it's because it's, it's white and black it's white and black and so people would have made it a different color man but then it's like you gotta match the PS5's color. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. So uh, uh, I think it looks cool. Uh, it has a or God it's got cameras. It's got a, God it, it has cameras. Yes. Uh, screw the 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 first PlayStation VR. I mean, the setup for that thing was horrendous. Um, this one looks cool. It was, yeah. It's got uh, motion tracking cameras now. The better controllers than have the crappy controller, the Move controllers yeah. that did not Less work in clunky. VR. Um, still got a cable uh, yeah i think that's uh, the, the one thing people are like uh it's cabled i kind of wish that they had an air link type of thing yes uh, their own air link thing like look because it's it's weird that they don't because they have playstation remote play which i yeah. um just realized now i could actually use playstation remote play to capture all my uh, ps4 data which i had no idea i thought i needed a, a capture card for that but supposedly mm -hmm. you can actually do it through its remote play and capture it onto like have it stream onto your pc mm -hmm. instead uh which is pretty smart so they have the, they have the technology you know mm -hmm. i would have like if you can remote play your vr headset that would be the best thing to do get rid of the cable you know yeah. but i think maybe they are going for that true 120 fps feel where it's like if you know if you're plugged into the system you can get well isn't airlink as well 120 fps if you have it linked to your pc What'd you say? I think it could be. Isn't Airlink like? Doesn't Airlink give you the the capability of going up to 120 FPS on your Oculus? Uh, I don't know if Airlink itself does. I know the Oculus is. Well, the you Oculus have to still run the, it off the PC because the Quest Two it'll, is capable yeah. of 120 frames per second. Yeah. Um, I just can, I, not I saw sure. in the settings you could. I saw that like the toggle showed up once I had the Quest linked to my PC and I was mm -hmm. running oculus off of my pc i noticed that i could enable the 120 uh 120 uh frames uh yeah the 120 uh, fps so like i said like the only reason why i would think that sony would keep it cable is because they want to have that 120 fps be like smooth mm -hmm. but look if airlink can give you 100 like 120 fps then surely remote play if they had to work on that could get you to 120 fps as well you know granted if you had a good internet connection well know? if you design it properly you can have both you can have a a, a cable that detaches you know from the it's, headset yeah. and you Literally, also have like the quest yeah yeah or I mean, and have have uh if you do have fast enough wi-fi um have it you know transmit that way um but who knows i mean 
you know, we, you know, we aren't designers or engineers. Have, oh, oh no, I'm looking at the old PSVR. I was going to say the old PSVR had an OLED screen. Hmm. So, anyways, uh, yeah, it looks cool. Um, you know, let's see what you know. They said they want to make these triple A title games. They want to differentiate themselves from, you know, and I think that's the right move, right? You're you're not gonna keep compete against the Quest Two. Quest Two is the consumer. The Quest Two is the you know, the consumer friendly. It's like the cell phone version. I mean, it literally is a cell phone version of of vr right um you're not gonna get the best graphics on it you're gonna get good enough graphics um and it's accessible to everyone it's wireless and that's the big thing you charge yourself it's 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 independent on its own with the playstation vr2 okay you need your ps5 you need the wire so might as well just lean into making the most you know uh high-end experience as possible i mean you're you're going after that valve index crowd you know you're going after that you know yeah what do you think eye tracking is it 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 tracks your eyes so that for certain parts in games it will help you like you know uh i've I've noticed it's the only vr headset that has eye tracking and i was just wondering what would the reason for that be yeah it's a very new yeah it's got a hundred hundred and hundred and ten degrees uh field of view which is pretty good Mm-hmm. That's about tw- that's twenty more than the Quest Two. It does have a better resolution than the Quest Two, as well. Yeah. Like not by not by a lot. Like it's a very like in my opinion yeah, yeah, like yeah. a very small yeah. change. Um. Yeah, and yeah, you need the PS Five for it. Yeah. So I wonder uh, if uh, do you, I wonder if it'll still work in conjunction with the uh, the PlayStation Eye. Or like if that's like a bonus thing where it like it'll track better with because I'm wondering why they pushed so hard for a new like when they launched the PS5 and they mm-hmm. and they had that full catalog and full collection everything in white mm-hmm. I was wondering the only thing that made sense to me I was like I was wondering why would they make another PlayStation I like why would they make another PlayStation webcam you know what I, I mean don't know. Uh, most I, people would just buy a cheaper webcam that can do the same thing and plug that in you know what I mean so I thought it had to be related mm-hmm. to VR in the future. So I just yeah I don't know like I wonder I'm wondering if that like will come into play later where maybe if you do have the camera you have extra tracking to just make it a little bit smoother or something uh, but like yeah I don't know I mean with like uh, I know with the Quest just having having used the Quest I know that the four cameras on the headset does more than enough yeah you know? yeah the only thing you're not getting is when your controllers are kind of behind your back or yeah which you yeah. never see anyway so it doesn't really matter too much. Yeah, it's just, it's there's a few things you can't do, but it's it's the majority of stuff with with the front facing motion tracking. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I will say that it does look very comfortable, and that was the biggest thing for me. The reason I enjoyed the first PSVR two was because at the time it was the most comfortable VR headset, mm-hmm. and I had at that time I tried everything, and it was by far. It, I mean, look, it's nowadays it's not that comfortable mm-hmm. but at the time when it came out it was the most comfortable and i think that that i think they might have may have hit the nail on the head again with this i think this will be the most comfortable vr headset out of the box without any mm-hmm. accessories or anything mm-hmm. i think this is going to be very comfortable um all right let's move on to the next thing uh street fighter 6 was announced oh with yeah a, with, with a little <laughs> little teaser trailer all the memes. I toes, Dennis. Well, I all the toes. all the memes have come out and said that uh, Ryu is uh, looking a little thick, and they've been showing off side by side pictures of him and Adam Driver when he was Kylo Ren, 
Oh, the wide, wide yeah, boy, yeah, yeah, oh the God. wide. He is wide. Yeah, <laughs> I can so see that. Yeah. He actually kind of looks like the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, definitely like oh that 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 look to it. Um, you know, Street Fighter Two when it came out, that was like used to be my, my my life. Uh, me and my friends would just play Street Fighter Two constantly. That was going, my arcade jam, man. We would go to the arcade. We go to the mm-hmm. pizza spot to play it. We try to play it as as much as we could. Once it came out on Genesis, we were like all over it. You know, there was Championship Edition, Turbo Edition. Like we just absolutely loved that game. Street Fighter Three when it finally came out, I did play it, but it wasn't you know wasn't my favorite. Um, so I haven't really kept with the whole Street Fighter. You know, yeah, I basic. played Street Fighter Five, but like same the the one I played the most was Street Fighter Two at an arcade. Yeah. Uh, living in South Africa, we didn't we like we had some arcades, but like the choices at the arcades were very mm-hmm. slim. So it was one of the only fight like it was Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter Two, and Marvel vs. Capcom, and then there was just many versions of the same game, but you know just yeah. so everyone can play it. Well, Street um, Fighter basically launched that whole. I mean, it was them in Mortal Kombat, but really Street Fighter, mm-hmm. where like everyone was just copying Street Fighter. Yeah, and I mean, didn't Virtual Fighter wasn't Virtual Virtual Fighter essentially like a Street Fighter ripoff, like straight up? Well, it was. Uh, they made it in 3D, so you had 3D space. Yeah. Remember, Street Fighter tried to do that. They made it kind of a two and a half D mm-hmm. space. I forgot if it was four or five. Which version? I think it was Could four. Be tech- because I, I think they went say, back I, to two. I know Tekken was one of the first games where you could move. Um, yeah, like, Virtual Fighter, Tekken, yeah. Dead or Alive were all the the 3D ones. Um, mm-hmm. But then Street Fighter tried to like emulate that. Uh, I think it was. I'm guessing it's Street Fighter Four, but it was yeah. kind of more two and a half D version. But then they went back straight to uh, 2D again. Um, they did. I know there was that collab, that Street Fighter and uh, Tekken collab uh-huh. for the previous the previous Tekken game where they put um, Aku- uh, Akuma mm-hmm. in. Uh, they put Akuma in it with these like sa- literally the same like combos and everything mm-hmm. as Street Fighter Five, I believe, which is pretty cool. Um, people hate the logo. I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room. Pe- people yeah. hate the logo, Dennis. It, it's very generic. It's very generic. It is I mean, super generic. Like. When you think of Street Fighter, especially me, when I think of Street Fighter 2, it's such an iconic logo, you know? Yeah. It's bright. It's in your face. Yes, it's dated. It's it's from the 90s. Um, so, obviously, you wouldn't want exactly people that. People love the 90s, man. But, people love the 90s. But you could, you could still build upon that and modernize that, where this is like a very generic, like... almost like um, uh, some sort of uh, skateboard graffiti. You know what I mean? Like it's it just... just looks a little corporate. You know what I mean? It's not, like, not very like... Street Fighter. Yeah. I will say that, like right off the bat from far away, the logo would make me think of something like related to martial arts, but I wouldn't like tie it to Street Fighter. You know what I mean? Also, it, it looks similar to a, to a lot of stock photos and. A lot of companies have got similar images. It's just very generic. That's the thing mm-hmm. is that there's a lot of companies around the world that have a very similar logo because of how generic it is. And it's okay if you're normal. If you're like a normal, if you're like a, if you're like a plumbing company in like some small town somewhere, like you, you don't care if you have a generic. You care about clients. You know what I mean? But with this, like with a game, man, the logo matters, dude. And it's just like there's something about this that just seems so like corporate, military, like very like uniformed like i i don't i just don't like it like yeah also i just don't like how freaking like 
like wide Ryu is. Holy crap! Nobody nobody has a rib cage that wide. That's insane. I don't you know. know Adam I mean? Driver does. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. I wonder if that, but I think that was like the lens as well that they used at the time. Um, yeah, but. Uh, and then that that and then people were memeing at how like high definition his toes are mm -hmm. like apparently like because well they're like why did their feet need to be so mm -hmm. high high level detailed and i do have a theory on that which is weird which is i think because they're smaller objects if you can get like high definition toes mm -hmm. like i think it'll trick the brain into like making you think like whoa this is a really high resolution character model because mm -hmm. you can see smaller details like the grooves in between the toes which that's a dumb thing to think of but i thought that was the reason maybe you know what i mean yeah um it's uh, it's a good it's a good time for the, it's a good time for them to like announce the game though i will say because there as far as i know there aren't any other fighting games in the mix right now or mm -hmm. anything that's like out there getting worked on i don't know if there's a new mortal Kombat coming out i don't know if there's a new tekken coming out i haven't heard anything so that's why i think this is a good time for them to announce this you know what i mean like there's not exactly like there's more hype about this now than there is about any other fighting game well i think was it i think king of fighters just came out recently the new King of Fighters did just come mm. out. That was uh, a also a Street Fighter two ripoff from SNK. Yeah. Uh, the people who made Neo Geo, I remember they had a ton. They had it wasn't just King of Fighters. They had a ton of Street Fighter ripoffs. Virtual Fighter, or, like there was. No, there was it wasn't Virtual Fighter. It was like a bunch of other ones, but like I think King of Fighters was kind of like their their prime one. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I, I remember mean, back. Still, then. Like I said, the game just came out. People like my my friend Ian's playing it. He's loving it. He's always been a fan. I. Like, I, because I, I just would rather play Street Fighter, you know? I mean, at the end of the day, truly, if I was going to play a fighting game, I would rather play Mortal Kombat or Tekken. I've always been yeah. a huge Tekken guy. But um, between Street Fighter and King of Fighters, I'd rather play Street Fighter. That's yeah, I'm a, a Street that's Fighter That's a no-brainer, man. I've always been a Street Fighter guy. It's arguably a better game. Mm -hmm. Like, it like it looks better. It plays better. Yeah. Um, I hope I don't get any hate for saying that. But, yeah. Uh, but that. The, most, my, the biggest takeaway, I think, is the fact that people just hate the logo. And it's just... It's not. It's not that it's bad. It's just so boring, you know. Yes, you you, you look at it and you don't think Street Fighter. That's the the thing. You you can't no, tell like, I think what it a, is. I think of a product that isn't a game. Like I think of like an actual physical like product. Like I think shoes, like skating shoes, for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I do get that brand. I do get like shoes. It does look like. Oh my god, it looks like a it looks like a clothing brand label. That's yeah. what it is. Oh. It could be on shoes. It could be on hats. It yeah. could be on T-shirts. It looks more like a freaking clothing brand logo than anything else, you know. Yeah. That's uh, what it is. That's actually the, in my opinion, that's the best description of it. Yeah. Um, it all looks, right. It literally looks like a, it looks like a streetwear clothing brand. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, moving on to the next one. This one, uh, Call of Duty. This year there will be a Call of Duty 2022, but there will not be one in 2023. Um, mm. They're skipping that year. So and it's gonna be the first time in I don't know how many years, maybe twenty years that there wasn't a Call of Duty, a yearly Call of Duty. Um, you know, Vanguard did not do as well as they wanted. Um, even though it sold, I mean, all Call of Duties sell well, but just didn't do what they were expecting. You know, also with Call of Duty Warzone being out, like I mentioned, it's like you're fragmenting your your base like if you're not going to really bring something to the newest edition you know people are just going to kind of get tired of it and you know you, you've got to yeah. you've got to you know 
I mean, I don't know if it's like like there there's a the update to the article which like makes me think. I mean, I I like Bloomberg is pretty cre credible, you know what I mean? But then Activision comes out and gives IGN a statement saying that they're like, no, yeah. Uh, well, this is their exact statement. We have an exciting slate of premium premium and free to play games, free to play this quality year, experiences yeah. for this year, next year, and beyond. But that just sounds like a very like lawyer way of saying like, oh no. Games as a service, you know yes. what I mean? <laughs> like, it's, it it I sounds think... like we, it is, they are going to skip the year, but they're going to have something in its place, yeah. probably Warzone content. Otherwise are incorrect. That's yes, said, yeah. a Warzone, you know, content. Be, maybe it's like a, maybe it'll be a Warzone reboot or yeah. something. or Who knows? Or like a rework. I've always but, um, advocated for not coming out every year. It's just, it's just dumb. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's overwhelming and dumb. And it's, I just especially think that with the free to play. Imagine, ima yeah. think about this. Mm -hmm. Imagine if Halo had a game every single year, and they also had infinite, uh, the free to play infinite multiplayer going it'll be, on. Oh, no, it would be oversaturated. You yeah. know, people get bored of it so quickly. You, that's the thing is, when you have too much of something, you get bored of it, man. Yeah. You know. Uh, that's the issue with uh, that's the biggest issue with Call of Duty, and I think their drop, their decline in gameplay is that people are just mm -hmm. bored of bored of it because they're getting it, they're playing it too, they're getting too much of it, you know. Yeah. You don't have um, time for all like, of it and quality. Uh, like yeah. like like we mentioned this a lot, but damn, look at Assassin's Creed. The past three Assassin's Creed games have been miles better than anything else because they've taken their time with the game. They're not releasing them every single year. Yeah. You know, they're taking their time, making sure it like comes out pretty good, you know. And bringing something uh, and different and new. Yeah. And those games also have good long, like long life ahead of them. Like I think, like in my opinion, graphically, there's very little difference between Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Valhalla, even though they're like a couple years apart. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a beefy PC, you can like, and you bump those games up to like max graphics on both, they look very similar. Like there's just different things that they decided to focus on. You know what I mean? Like the one mm -hmm. game has more detail on armor, the other game has more detail on like skin, or you know what I mean? There's just different choices they made. Uh, so those are like games you can still play in the future. Whereas like, I don't know with Co with Call of Duty, it's like it really is a thing. With like, I think the that for a while they were thinking to themselves, they're like, hey, if this game flops, it's okay. We got another one coming out in twelve months, you know. And that's not a good thought no. process to have. Yeah. No. Um, and also, like, you're sure like not, you're gonna burn out the audience. You, things get you yeah. burn out your audience a lot with, with a lot of stuff. So I uh, agree. I agree. All right, uh, let's move on to the next thing. Uncharted, the movie, uh, hit the theaters yes. last week. I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching it tomorrow, man. I'm excited. I saw it a couple days ago. Um, my review. You and me will do a, a review. You haven't seen it yet, but my initial yeah. thoughts are: it's okay. It's okay. There's some... I think I'm going to enjoy it, but I'm going to feel bad I've spent my money on it. Like, I think that's the vibe I'm going to get. <laughs> well, I have AMC, like, AMC yeah. uh, A-list, so it's like I'm not really spending money on it in a oh, sense. Oh, fair enough, yeah. It's, so, it seems like one of those movies, though, that I feel like if if it was owned by if it was owned and produced by a different company, I feel like it would have like killed on Netflix, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But like... I, I don't know. It, like you said, it's not bad. Like all the reviews I've seen, and especially from friends who have watched it, who I trust their their critical reviews, they've said the same thing. They're like, yeah, it was all right. You know, mm -hmm. like they were entertained. You know, it wasn't exactly mind blowing. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting because they think like, I mean, we're going to talk about it now, but uh, this is going to be a franchise. So we're going to be getting multiple movies. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it did well. Uh, I mean, you know, now with the pandemic still going, um, you know, the expectations are, you know, like back, you know, in the day if this movie made 139 global, mm-hmm. they think it's a flop, you know, um, and 51, uh, was it 44 domestic weekend, you know, yeah. it'd be like, oh, man. They were expecting 30 million domestic yeah. and they got 51 million. Yeah. So they obviously did better than what they were expecting. Uh, so they must have made a profit already, you know, regardless of reviews. Yeah. So they definitely see this as a big win and, uh, you know, setting this up as a franchise, which is the whole reason they cast Tom Holland. I mean, you know, I like Tom Holland. I like Mark Wahlberg um, in those roles, not as much, you know, not that I don't like them and not that they're not fun to watch it's just i just don't see them as those characters um but i agree actually on that i, I do agree on that they, i is my issue with it i actually think tom holland was cast pretty well as like a young nathan drake mm-hmm. but the issue is because they had so many like production breaks i feel like his character and accent slip a bit mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's just from that's just from the trailers i haven't seen the movie yet but just from the trailers there are some moments where i'm like oh wow that's young Nathan Drake. And then there are other times where I'm like, oh, that's that's just Tom Holland. <laughs> You're being Tom Holland. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, I, 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 I'm going into the movie with very like, not low expectations, but like just no expectations. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm gonna get myself a nice uh, meal before the time. I'm going to go in there with my belly full, yeah. chill out and watch the movie. Like you know? I didn't leave the theater and go, oh man, wasting my time. I, thought I had a decent time. If I had watched it at home, I don't mm-hmm. know if I'd be like, be like, oh man, I I wish I'd seen that in the theater. You know what I mean? It, it's not yeah. one of those like, oh my god, I missed out by not seeing it in the theater. Um, I like, yeah, Tenet is the movie for me where I'm like, I am so sad I couldn't see Tenet in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just the movie was designed to, in my opinion, the movie is one of those movies where it's just designed for film and it's designed to be watched on like a big. It's not meant to be watched on a TV screen or a computer screen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, good for them, man. Good for yeah. them. They made their money. I'm always happy when uh, movies do well, regardless of whether I like them or not, because I know that there is a severe, large amount of people involved. And I know that when it's profitable, those people get to work again. You know what I mean? Crew get to work again. Like, um, it's just more job creation in the future. So I'm happy about that for sure. Yeah. What interesting thing for you to watch um, it has nothing to do with the movie is... When you go watch the movie, it opens obviously with the studio logos, right? They have mm-hmm. a basically a new PlayStation, Sony PlayStation Studios logo, motion logo. Okay. So this is like, you know, their new thing that they're adapting. So you'll see in this logo, you'll see God of War, you'll see uh, Horizon. Oh, that's cool. So, Kinda so like, like the MCU thing, but with yes, like, Sony. Yes. Oh, that's cool. So basically, what they're hinting at is that's these cool. these properties are eventually going to see their way to either the movie screen or the TV screen. That's basically that's the, cool. The, that is cool. the the I guess. I mean, you I can surmise from it. So that would make sense because I think Tom Holland also said that he would love to do a like a Jack and Daxter movie. Obviously like a much more darker and grittier uh-huh. version. And that I think that's also Sony IP. Yeah. Um or it was. It was like um Jack and Daxter was strictly on Sony only, I believe. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was PlayStation only. Um 
Also, that's just a movie that I would not like. I'm, I'm hoping he means like animated, because if he means live action, that would be horrifying to see. Because mm-hmm. some of those characters should not be in live action. <laughs> like cats. Cats should not have been live action, man. You know? They should not have gone CGI on those bodies or anything like that. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, next good topic. Money, good for them. Do, you th- do you think the reason they made so much good money is because it's a good movie or because people are finally kind of able to go out and watch movies again? Uh, like, I think that plays a role. Because people are definitely both. more comfortable now. It's both. Because sure, yeah. the Omicron variant, it's not gone, but it's lessened than it yeah, was before. It's, it's mild. Yeah. It's the type of movie that people are willing to go out for, much like Spider-Man. It, it, nowadays, the way movie-going habits are is like oh, people will go see a movie in theaters, but they're not going to see. They're not, you know. It's been proven in the last year where you, Into the Heights and West Side Story, they're both musicals. Um, people just. Oh my God! I forgot West Side Story came out. Yeah. So. It's it's it's. I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, I haven't either i wanted to see it and then i mean i love musical theater so i'm kind of ashamed of myself for not having watched that so so the point being is that they've discovered really only these big tentpole movies i mean death on Nell didn't do well i watched it and i liked it and enjoyed it but it's just it's that's the type of movie people would rather watch at home and the covid has caused i don't even know what caused it has uh quickened the audience's expectations of what they're willing to go see at home or go and see in the movie theater and what they're going to see at home. I don't believe they, this was any, I don't think COVID changed anything in the sense of this was already the trajectory that, that uh, people were going on. It just got there a lot faster because of COVID. Yeah. Now everyone's I mean, watching. We see it know. with, uh, we see it with local movies here in South Africa. Sorry to interject. No, go ahead. Um, like we put like like there's a lot of South African movies that get filmed, but they go straight to a streaming service because they don't do well domestically, which is weird because they're very like they're about South Africa, you know, usually mm-hmm. set in South Africa, starring South Africans about our culture, you know, whether it's a sci-fi, it could be like a sci-fi and set in space, but mm-hmm. but you're seeing South Africans act and you're hearing them and like the culture is brought into it, and the like we used to do South Af- South African movies used to come out mm-hmm. in cinema. Like I have cinema releases, but they were like in the early 2000s. And then I don't know what happened. I guess one day they just realized it was more profitable for it to either be straight to TV or straight to a streaming service. Like mm-hmm. even in the, like the, the late 2000s, uh, cable uh, satellite television, a lot of our like local movies went straight to satellite television because they got a, a higher buyout than they would have made money at the cinema, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh... I think you're absolutely right. Like because it's like a big movie cinema experience, you want – you want a big, you want to watch a big movie. You want a tentpole experience, you know? I don't want to, I'm not going to go watch some like indie movie that was done on like a million dollar budget, you know? Like I'd love to watch that, but I'm not going to go to the cinema to go watch that, you know what I mean? I want a big cinematic experience. Not something that may have po- possibly been shot on two or three different cameras because of uh, budget constraints, you know what I mean? Uh, so kind of related, semi-related to the Uncharted movie stuff is, uh, in terms of video game adaptations, uh, Fallout, the TV series, which is am- oh, yes. going to be on Amazon, uh, which Jonathan Nolan uh, is, I think he's the show running. Uh, Walton Goggins, uh, a very underrated actor, has been cast as the lead role. If people don't know Walton Goggins, he was in The Shield. He was in Justified. 
He was in both uh, The Hateful Eight and uh, Django Unchained, uh, Quentin Tarantino's movies. He's he's an excellent actor. Um, but he's going to be like... a ghoul, which is great because I think he's got the uh, – no offense to the guy. I'm sure he's amazing. But I, he's got, like, those, like, deep-set eyes and, mm. like, I think the fact that, like, he has a very large forehead, I don't want to say it, or, like, a wrist. Yes, he does. he does. Like – I think it'll be easier to pull off the look of a ghoul. You know, it's also going to be very easy for it. If they do end up going like the bold, bold route, like you can very easily put on the bold cap, mm-hmm. you know, if he do, even if he doesn't want to shave or whatever. But I don't know. He seems like, he seems like a good, like you do a good ghoul, a very good ghoul. There's you know? a ghoul. I, I hope, yeah. I hope it's based on, I forget the name of the ghoul character, but there's a ghoul character in Fallout 3 that's like. People are actually speculating that that's what he might be. He, but then again, I guess the hint is that they said it's based on ghouls from the games, mm-hmm. rather than um, rather than name dropping a certain character. But I actually read about that earlier as well. A lot of a lot of my friends were speculating; they were wondering if that was the ghoul he was going to play, the one from Fallout Three. Yeah, yeah, he's he's just he's hilarious, and uh, I don't know. So, anyways, uh, Walton Goggins, uh, very excited to see him uh, in this show, which I hope they do justice. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. same. Uh, I think they. I think they. I don't know if they will, but I think that the, if if anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be these guys. Because weren't they also the people that worked on um, Westworld? Yes. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't particularly like Westworld. That's my own take. I thought it was beautiful. Like it. Like they. It was a good. Like it looked like a good TV show. Mm-hmm. It was shot very well, but the story just wasn't for me. I was very intrigued in the first couple episodes, and then I uh-huh. lost interest. But that was just me personally. Everybody else I know was hooked to that show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, I have faith in them. I, I don't think that they'll hit the nail on the head, but I think they'll get really close. And I think that that'll be good enough. You know? Hopefully. Hopefully they kind of capture the kind of tongue-in-cheek, kind of mm. dark humor. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. That's that's actually you got a good point. I don't know if they'll nail the dialogue. You I know mean, what I mean? And like, the characters. Good, it's it's, it's yeah. not a... It's I think they'll get the look, serious, get the look but it's sure. not, yeah. you know... It's supposed to be like really. I mean, there's there's some very abs- there's a lot humorous. of absurdism in this game yes. as well. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I like think of, I think of Codsworth from Fallout Four. He's this like der- he's this deranged butler robot yes. that's basically just been tending to your house for like God knows how long while you were in frozen in time. You know what I mean? Like I love those kinds of characters. Um, or like the, I think I once met a ghoul who didn't think he was a ghoul. You know what I mean? He was like, no, I'm still human. No, no, no. What was it? Sorry, the um. The robots, uh, what are they called? The, uh, uh, I'm spacing on it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like the, um, the robot people. Oh, but they're not robots. They're like, they're like cyborg. Anyways, point is, mm-hmm. there's a lot of weird characters out there, yeah. and I hope that they add weird characters in this series. I, I didn't even think about that. I was thinking more about like the look and feel, which I think that they'll nail, and mm-hmm. I think that it'll, it'll be a good story. It'll be dramatic. But I am, you You do raise a good point. I am a little bit worried if they get that cheeky vibe from it, which is a lot of cheeky, weird characters, you know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, that is a very good point to bring up. I do, ha- like, this is just me speculating, but I do, however, feel like I'm going to enjoy this show more than I'm going to enjoy the Fallout, I mean, the um, Last of Us show. I think I'm going to enjoy this one hmm. more. It's interesting. Um, just because it's like, look, The Last of Us is such a heavy game, dude. I don't know if I'm going to want to watch that show. Like I'll I'll watch it because I have to for cultural relevance, but like, mm. man, it's just so heavy. Like mm. it's gonna be really heavy, you know. Whereas with Fallout, I, it's not gonna be if they if they nail Fallout, it shouldn't be heavy, you know. Yeah. It should be like, kind of lighthearted, but like, 
but also not. I don't yeah, know. It's supposed to be violent, to but absurd, you know. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, moving on. Uh, this is some smaller stuff. Ubisoft, uh, you know, they're emphasizing their independence, but if any offers came in, they would. It, this is kind of typical kind of corporate speak. It's like, no, 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 we want to be independent, but if any right, right offer, comes, yeah, us. basically. If the right amount, they, they don't want to close yeah. the door because if you know, if let's say Microsoft or Sony or whatever came in and, and uh, dropped some cash, they'd be like, okay, sure. Um, well, I, I think they looked at that Activision acquisition. They saw how how many billions of dollars that was, and they were like, you know what? That looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I don't mind getting bought out for that price. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I don't blame them. You know what I mean? It would be smart of Sony. I think I've said it before. It would be very smart of Sony. I still think it would be the smartest for Sony to either um, buy Square Enix or to get a very, very close. They have a very close business relation with yeah. Square Enix already because they're in the same country and they've always been working together. But like Square Enix is something that I've always thought as a Sony. I always tie the two together, Sony and Square Enix. You know. Yeah. So I hope that they can either join or... Um, well, Sony's a much larger company. I hope that so Sony could buy them out one day or something. But then my second choice would probably be uh, Ubisoft. Um, or maybe actually that'd probably be my third choice. My first two choices would be Japanese companies because the acquisition would go easier, like uh, Square Enix or Capcom, uh -huh. um, Bandai Namco, those those companies. But if it but it would be a big move for them to grab Ubisoft. You know what I mean? Because they also have these amazing single player narratives. Yeah. And that, and that and that suits Sony, you know? I think the problem is I'm looking at this, even though this sounds like a high number, uh Sony is worth the company is worth forty five billion dollars, which sounds like a lot of money and it is obviously they're one of the biggest companies in the world. Microsoft is worth close to two trillion dollars you know i mean the gap between do you know what i'm saying like the gap is so them them dropping 65 billion on um activision blizzard is not the same as what sony you know think yeah. about that that's a good that's a very good point but i also want to uh, yeah i mean yeah sony probably wouldn't be able to afford ubisoft but I don't think I think after this big acquisition and considering how long it's going to take Microsoft, I don't think they're looking at any other big no, ones in the, probably in the future. Not. You know, they maybe some small ones, but look, they're going to be more focused on getting this acquisition done and making sure that the the, the government doesn't mm -hmm. think it's a monopoly because it's not. But I can understand why they can be scared that it would be, even though it's not a monopoly at yeah. all. Like it just isn't. Yeah. You know, people have the freedom to play their games on pretty much any console, technically. Just yeah. not the PlayStation, yeah. but that's okay. You know what I mean? Any like nobody's stopping you from buying a PC and playing their games. You know, like yeah. um, they're not forcing. And you also, to go PlayStation has their exclusive, very good and mm -hmm. highly rated uh, exclusives as well. So it's not look, like man. When when the next God of War comes out, people are going to be flocking to get a PS5. You yeah. know, like I know there are certain people who flock to get a PS5 just for the for the new for Horizon, Horizon game. Yeah, yeah, but it's going to happen again with Ragnarok. I bet you, man. Oh yeah, like that's much more like. Uh, it's their exclusives. They do hit hard. They hit yeah. very, very hard. That's the thing. Like I look back and I, I, uh, I'm not, I love Microsoft now. I was always been, a, I've always been a Sony fanboy, and I think mm -hmm. in my heart, I'm always gonna be more drawn towards Sony and PlayStation as a company. Mm -hmm. uh, even though Game Pass has won me over big time, like, there's yeah. no way I can't say they haven't. But if I look at like Microsoft's exclusive over the years, like I, en I've enjoyed Gears of War, mm -hmm. but like Gears of War, 
Like even the best Gears of War game doesn't like doesn't size up to like some of the big like mm -hmm. single player narrative games from Sony. Mm -hmm. Like y y it just yeah. So like like except for the latest Halo, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's been fantastic. But I guess moving forward for Microsoft, they have so many exclusives now because they got Zenimax, they got Activision. So that's a thing in the past. But in the past, it was always like, and I still, I, they're still, because the acquisition is going to take that long, I still think that Sony is going to be in the lead in terms of like exclusives that people want to play. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And people really want to play. Like they'll buy that console just for that game, yeah. you know? Yeah. Whereas because of uh, Game Pass, a lot of people with uh, Microsoft's exclusives, they're like, I would say they're they're not going to buy the console if they have a PC, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or if they, uh, I don't know, they just have more options. Well, I read an article which was actually pretty accurate in the sense where, where they were like, I'm never going to buy an Xbox again. But it wasn't against, it wasn't, it was actually a pro Microsoft article mm -hmm. saying because Game Pass is so good and so good on PC that he finds no compelling reason to buy an Xbox. Uh, that, like, that's that's me right now. I have zero interest in getting an Xbox because I have a PC. I have somewhat of interest just because I, I mean, our graphics card is good, but it's not, you know, it's not. It's getting it's gonna it's getting outdated. You know what I mean? It's it's like once yeah. Right now it's between the the Series S and the Series X. You know, our card mm -hmm. is not as good as the X, but it's better than the S. We're, we're yeah. kind of in that area. It's there, very so. we're very mid range right now. Yeah. Um, so. Whereas like you know, three four years ago it was a very high high end uh, graphics card. You know. Well, I mean, when I got mine, when I got it about two years ago, it was like still high, still known as a high end one because mm -hmm. you know the the like the only thing that, that, well, that's twenty eighty. It was the twenty seventy and twenty eighty or yeah, the, the twenty eighty was like the best at the time. Really, yeah. you know what I mean? Until they brought out like the the the, the three thousand series. Mm um then yeah I'm, i mean look by the time the 4000 series comes out that's that that's when you know we are definitely out of date with our graphics card i'm already looking into trying to get a graphics card they're just so oh i don't want to swear but they're so expensive they're so it's so absurd dennis even i don't know about you i don't know if you know i don't know if you know what the price of your graphics card was when you bought mine but the one that uh, I, like the one yeah, that yeah well, so close to 400 prices. i think about 400 400 for yeah, for yeah so the they're, they're more expensive now like when Which we got, hilarious. I don't know about you, but when I got my graphics card, the price has gone just because of scalpers and stuff, and like people trying to get them and but and, and mining operations, the price has gone up. It may have gone back down to what it was, but I remember when I checked it out, like at the end of last year, it was mm -hmm. like like about like almost like a hundred dollars or one hundred and fifty dollars more than what it cost. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was uh, insane. Uh, and well, at the peak of twenty twenty, there was some outrageous prices for graphics cards dennis like they're, yeah. they're not really stabilizing but they're getting a little bit better some man especially here in south africa because we we get taxed heavily on these things when they, when they when they get imported into the country so like uh it's yeah i wish i don't want to get into it right now because it'll just depress me i was going to tell you to, like try to convert the amount of dollars but just just know that if i wanted like a 3060 right if i wanted a 3060 dennis i would have to spend at least about a grand Mm-hmm. For a thirty sixty. And I believe that a thirty sixty is supposed to be like half that. It's, you know it's what I mean? it, yeah, it's it's actually better now to buy the, these pre built computers that have that have them or the graphics because exactly. you're you're yeah. paying, let's say, twelve hundred dollars, but you're getting a whole computer plus the graphics card. So mm, Exactly. Whereas right now, like I said, yeah, like if like a, a thirty sixty over here does cost 
Uh, yeah, actually, I'd say pretty much accurate. So uh, uh, like about a grand, yeah. Yeah. Cost a grand for a third. I think keep in mind if you want like a thirty eighty, that's going to be like four or five grand. Yeah, yeah that, that's you know that's mean? a different story. But it's insane. But you can get a thirty sixty right now in a computer for. It, the computer is not that beefy though. I mean, it's probably like an i five with a with eight you gigs of RAM only. Price, I guess you know. What I yeah, mean? yeah. Probably make make a profit or something. Because you're absolutely right. I've looked. I've actually looked at there's there's some pre built custom PCs that have thirty eighties in them. And I've looked at the I've looked at the price and I was like I could buy that 3080, and then sell all the parts. Well, buy the the pre-made PC, sell all the parts, just keep the graphics card, and essentially get the graphics card for the price that it was supposed to be, mm -hmm. you know, before all the scalping and shit happened. Yeah. It's just it's heartbreaking to think of Dennis because I really do want to upgrade my graphics card, but god damn, it's expensive. It's just not justifiable mm -hmm. in the current economy. Um. All right. Next thing. This one was kind of funny. EACO says that soccer their soccer games are being held back by the FIFA license. Uh, basically, they're saying FIFA is like not letting them do what they want to do. And they said, we've had a great relationship with FIFA over the 30 years. We've created billions in value. Um, but yeah, there's just, they're like, the, the problem mm. is like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, People aren't going to buy your game if, if it doesn't have the FIFA license and you don't have the players. Look what happened. I mean, That's EA, literally e why their microtransactions do well is because of the FIFA license, because they get the updated stats and stuff. Yeah. I mean, they can look at their own past and see what happened. Remember when um, 2K Sports was nipping at their heels, uh, mm -hmm. getting, <clears throat> getting closer to the market share of Madden? What did they do? They bought out the NFL license exclusively and basically killed, uh, not 2K Sports because we still have some good 2K Sports, but they killed the, the football yeah. branch of, of 2K Sports. Like The only thing FIFA has is that they don't have to worry about that because, well, I mean, not FIFA, sorry, EA. I just forgot that. We now, currently, we have to separate the two. When yeah. I say FIFA, I've always thought of the game, you know what I mean? But now I'm like, okay, now... In this conversation, it doesn't work because in this conversation, FIFA, yes. I'm talking about FIFA, the company. Sorry, the the non-profit, and I say uh, that in heavy quotations yeah, yeah, yes. for people that are listening, yeah. the non-profit yeah, organization, non my you know, where, where everybody has a freaking Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah non-profit my ass. Anyways, um, just a freaking tax haven. That's, that's a different yeah. video. We're not doing that video. I'm not here to talk about how corrupt FIFA is uh -huh. as a company and how they screw over countries every single uh -huh. World Cup. I'm not going to talk about that. Um yeah, it's 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 weird because uh, there is no other good soccer game. There just isn't. There's P. There's a Pro Evolution Soccer PES. Yeah, and it's just it's just never been good. Like the games were good, I think, back in like two thousand and four, two thousand six. But since then, they've just been trash, 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 trash. Like it's there's no competitor. So yeah. like at least at at the very least, even if they lose the license, I think they'd be okay doing soccer games. Like it's gonna sell. They're going to make way less money with microtransactions and FIFA packs and stuff because yeah. um, of licensing rights. But they'll still be able to make a good soccer game, you know what I mean, and yeah. release that. And people will play that because there is, like, no competitor. You know, I don't know yeah. anybody who does a good... Like, but if another company... Sorry, 2K it, was really good. But if another company gets the FIFA license, that's the thing. Mm. But then it's like they got to... Yeah, of then course. They gotta make a good. Um, yes. EA's had years. Like their engines, like they just know what they're doing when yeah. it comes to FIFA. Like every FIFA game I've played has felt like an improvement. 
it doesn't look it doesn't look any different but it does feel different which is also why i've always thought that it should have been like a live service thing or at least where it's like you bring out one every like console generation or every time there's like a huge bump in graphic quality, like a generational bump, that's when you should bring it out. I think that they could have made just as much money, pretty much, I feel like they could have made the same money if they just had the same fee for the past four years and they just kept updating it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is all coming about because FIFA reportedly wants to charge EA like close to $1 billion per year for the licensing rights. So EA is like, oh my God, we make money, but come on, man. So it's this is like a, I hate FIFA the corporate. Well, it's, mm. Once again, it's just non-profit so because FIFA makes so much money already. The company, not the game. The company makes so much money already. You know what I mean? I just, it just doesn't make any sense. It's, it's just because it's one of the. It's, ah, it's just so frustrating, yeah. man. That's uh, they just uh, they it's greed. That's all it is. Yeah. It's a hundred percent greed. That's yep. all it. They were already making killer. Look, FIFA the corporation was already making a lot of money from this uh the license with ea they they that was a good chunk of their like money every year you know yeah. what i mean uh i mean they would kill it every world every time it's the world cup that's when fifa really pulls in its most money mm-hmm. um but yeah that's pure corporate greed man i i have there's no other reason as to why that could be it's pure corporate greed i think it's because they've um it must have come to the time of like renegotiating the contract or looking at extending it mm-hmm. and then they were looking at how much money they've made from microtransactions and they were like hey we know you guys are making millions off of microtransactions. So you're going to have to pay us a lot if you want to keep doing that. Yeah. Kind um, of feel like you're strong, strong arming them in a sense, you know? Yeah. Um, here's the last thing on my list, which is a very small thing. Uh, Bethesda's retiring PC game launcher and moving games to Steam. Now, this is yeah makes perfect makes sense. sense because after being acquired by Microsoft, all their games are basically on Game Pass. So... There's no yeah. use for them to have their own launcher because either you have Game Pass and you're 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 playing it off of the Xbox Game Pass app, PC app, or you're on Steam. So you know what I mean. There's no point in having their own launcher anymore. They're not make, yeah. trying to make is, the model has changed right. for them. Yeah. They're not they're not trying to make profit and cut out the middleman um, to make that 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 extra whatever percent more it makes yeah it makes it makes perfect sense to me speaking of launchers i actually forgot to mention it earlier when you were talking about ubisoft but um that's ubisoft has a trash launcher you play is horrible it's mm-hmm. just it's like it, it was never good and i thought i like and, and i stayed cleared from years but then i, I got it again because i wanted to try because you play has their own version of like ea yes. play slash yeah. uh well they have their Game own Pass. subscription service so mm-hmm. i got that because i was like hey i can beat valhalla in a month and essentially, I can, I'm essentially getting Valhalla for like you know a fraction of the price because I'm paying ten dollars for the month, and then I'm gonna play Valhalla. So instead of paying sixty bucks for it, which is what I did, it was great. But working with the launcher was a freaking nightmare, man. And I just can't believe that a game company could make a launcher that bad. Oh, it's that's off topic, but I had to rant about that. I mm-hmm. hope that they fix it one day, or if they ever do get acquired, that they can fix it. Mm-hmm. I will say, like, if, I hope Microsoft could acquire them just for the sake of me never having to use that launcher again. If they can just put it all on Game Pass, that'd be great. I don't ever want, I don't want that thing on my computer. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's it for me. Uh, what do you have on your list? Um, and this is sad news for me because in twenty minutes from now, I'm going to play Elden Ring, but apparently. It is the frame rate is better on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, mm-hmm. um, which 
Isn't it capping at 60 for PC? I think so, which I, I don't have that big of an issue about because at the way I plan on playing the game graphically, also the way the game is, it's not a first-person shooter. You know, like I like I think 60 frames per second is fully justifiable for a Souls-like game, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like getting the extra frames isn't going to help you with your dodge rolls. It's not going to help you with your timing, you know, your parries and stuff. Um, it's unfortunate. Eventually, they'll unlock it. But right now, with, with our graphics card, I'm not that bothered with 60 FPS because it's yeah. like, yeah, I, I could play with more frames at a lower, like, graphic quality but i'd rather have like the best graphic quality and have it locked in at 60 fps yeah especially because i'm going to be playing it at um 2k quality um or you you what's it uhd or qhd mm -hmm. or whatever i think it's qhd yeah. whatever the term is it's just it's the one just under 4k yeah um so when i play games at that rate i can't i just can't have more than 60 fps like i'm like i was playing cyberpunk at that at that resolution and i was averaging just under 60 fps actually because of the res the bump in resolution yeah. which is the one to keep the graphic quality uh so i'm happy with that i'm sure but the thing is though i can 100 percent see how a lot of people are pissed about this like if i had a 3080 i'd be pissed if i had if i did have a 3080 in my pc i would be pissed if it's <laughs> locked to 60 fps you know what i mean because yeah. it's like my i like spent that much money on a graphics card I want to see it like I want to see this game pushed to its limits. I want to also like I like people like me. I I have a monitor that does 165 refresh rate. I want my frames. I I spend a lot of money on a monitor that gives me those frames. So I get that. With this game, it doesn't bother me, but with other games, it does. Yeah. Uh, but once again, like I said, if I had a much beefier computer, yes. I think I would also be annoyed. Um, also, um, I'm pretty sure they'll have a day one patch. Now I don't know if the day, day one patch yeah. will address the frame rate uh, bumping mm. it up or not, but uh, they'll at least have some stuff There'll that's supposed to fixing for sure, though. fixing some bugs and whatnot. This game is going to be patched like even like not that it needs to, but this thing is going to be patched like crazy over the next like month mm -hmm. because it's a huge game. It's because it's so big. And because of the way that YouTube and Twitch works, there's going to be so many people playing the game. I think there's going to be so many exploits and, and bugs that are found that are not they're not going to be game breaking. In actual fact, they're going to be. I just know that there's going to be they're, they're the type of bugs that are going to impress the developer. They're going to be like, "Whoa, we had no idea that could happen." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, it just seems like that kind of game. So I feel like it's going to be like a lot of patches, but they're all going to be like very small things, tweaking like minor things that we might not even notice. You know? Mm -hmm. um, because as is, the game looks pretty good. From what I've been seeing from uh, without a day one patch, from just the embargo alone, the game looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, uh, anything else? I got... Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the Jap a Japanese studio, uh, Pocket Pair, uh, they said that you should take the day off to play Elden Ring, which <laughs> I think is great. They have nothing to do with Elden Ring. They're just another Japanese game studio. They're like, hey... This they're gonna call so it the awesome. Alden Holiday because yeah. they were referring to the reviews. They're like, it's basically a masterpiece. You should play. It. You should just take the day off, play the game. I think they're giving their staff the day off to play the game as well. I uh -huh. could be wrong about that. Yeah, hold on, hold on. The folks at Pocket Pair uh, smartly realized that Alden Ring's release is such an event that it's formally announced as Alden Holiday for all staff members. Uh, the state in the official proclamation, they imagine that staff cannot focus on... Yeah, the, so that's hilarious. So, like, we feel like our staff can't focus on work because of Alden Ring, so we're just going to give them the day off to play it. Get it out of their system. I love that. I think that's hilarious. Um, apparently, another company did the same thing when Monster Hunter Rise came out, but I feel like it's more relevant with this game because I wouldn't take off... I would not take off work for Monster Hunter Rise. That's a great game, but I'm not going to take off a day of work for it. This is the kind of game I would. I think I mentioned it to you before. I had a, a, a friend in college 
who took off a, a day or two of college just to play The Last of Us when it came out because he knew he couldn't focus on anything else. Like mm-hmm. He's like, i got to finish this game and get out of my way. Yeah. Um, however, this is not the kind of game you're going to finish in a day. No. Even, even, even if, if you, you run are, it straight through. That's a 100-hour game. You're not going to be able to get it done in a day. There's no way. No. But hopefully they can get it out of their system and get back to work. I thought that was pretty funny. And then this is my last bit of news, and I'm actually re- I'm mainly excited about this, although it's a very slight improvement. It is it's a that's a welcome improvement nonetheless. Steam is getting rid of its biggest sales and smallest sales because the issue with Steam sales is, and yes, when it's a Steam sale, everything's on sale. It's amazing. Yeah. But the issue is is that a lot of people um, abuse the system where it's like, hey, they'll put their game on sale for like a one percent sale. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Where it's like, hey, look, the game is one dollar off just so that they can get pushed up higher. Uh-huh. On like the relevant, you know what I mean? So more people will buy them. Um, same thing. There's also a thing where like uh, sometimes games will be 90% off just to be able to get that extra bump. Where it's like, hey, look, this game's 90% off. But it's like the game, the game's price was boosted before the time kind of thing. You know what I mean? Where it's like, hey, look at the $60 game, 90% off for, for this price now. Or like, or I mean, I know $60 to $10 is not a 90% change, but bear with me. If that was the change, it's like... The game you're getting is a $10 game, but because they list, the game is a $10 game, but because it was listed as like a $100 game, you know, you see it as 90% off and you're like, whoa, you know, it's just like, it's scummy. It's scummy. Yeah. So Steam's decided we're getting rid of that. No 10% sales, no 90% sales, actual real sales on real Mm -hmm. games. Uh, It's mainly just so that people can't abuse the system, which they have for years, like Mm -hmm. more than 10 years now. I've been seeing like people abuse the crap out of that, you know? And I've almost fallen for the 90% sale because that's the one that gets you. You're never going to fall for a 1%. If you see a game is on sale for 1%, you're never going to fall for that. No. That's dumb. Yeah. But if you see it's on sale for 90%, that's you, you. I almost fell for that. I looked at it and I was like, wow, it's 90% off. And I looked at the price and I was like, I feel like this is still full price, you yeah. know? Um, and then I would look like it was, it was like, a, I remember there was a point and click adventure that was like listed at, um, I think like $100. Uh-huh. But the, the but it was a point and click adventure, but it was a hundred dollar game, and they like because of the ninety percent the 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 ninety percent yeah. sale it brought it down to ten dollars. It was just yeah. it's a scummy thing to do. It you is. know that means that the game probably was just ten dollars in the first place. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, right. that is my last bit of news. Cool. Um. All right. Oh, hold on. I watched What's the Cuphead up? show. Sorry, it's a game. I know we never reviewed it because it's uh-huh. not a thing. I watched like the fr- I actually couldn't even finish watching the Cuphead show. Because that's not what I was expecting. It it it's more of a kids show, uh-huh. which granted it's a, it, like I guess it does look like a kids show. So fair enough, but I just thought it'd be darker and grittier, and it wasn't. So uh, it looks like it's a good show for for the younger demographic. But mm-hmm. I'd rather just play Cuphead again than watch the show. All right, cool. Um, oh, I just saw a tiny small article saying that Elden Ring runs on the Steam Deck. So if you are a oh, purchaser nice. of the Steam Deck, obviously Steam Deck doesn't come out for. Another week or so. It's at the ending of this month. So you'll be able to play it on there if you really choose to do so. Um, oh, you know what? I think there was... Um, this is a smaller bit of news. <coughs> Sorry about that. I could be wrong, but I think it was Kingdom Hearts. That, there was a, a recently a game that got released on the Nintendo Switch, and it was cloud. It was through their cloud system, mm-hmm. which is what Nintendo does with like high end games. They're like, you can play it on the Switch, but it's um, going to be run through the cloud service, and apparently it's un- unplayable. Mm-hmm. I think it's Kingdom Hearts. I'm not going to look into it because that pretty much is the story. I think it's Kingdom Hearts, 
The, po the, the real moral of the story is don't play cloud-based games on your Nintendo Switch because every single game that I've seen that's cloud-based on Nintendo Switch, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, that's it for this episode. You can uh, subscribe to this YouTube channel, youtube.com slash revog or follow or subscribe to our podcast feed which is on anchor.fm and spotify you can follow me on twitter at think here or instagram dennis.tzng josh where can people find you you guys can find me on twitch at it's thespis there should be a link in the description below and i will also be in the revog discord channel if you guys ever want to chat cool and until next time we'll see you guys later later <laughs>